it's 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 story time. I'm sorry, Drew. You, you're you're gonna have to just hold on for a second, and and, and just you're gonna have to. I, I think I swear that you'll think it's worth it. So it's a good job you're cutting a lot of the, the time out of the show with this story because like I had oh, yeah. forgot we see it anyway. <laughs> well, exactly. Well, what can I say? You, you know what? This this is why I said don't worry about it because <laughs> we can just ramble on about nothing. We'll save the I mean, intros for the end. You know, you know ask, ask TJ. I can do a show by myself without anything running. I mean, yeah. you don't even have to tape me. I, I I would be sitting here just telling stories into this empty office. You know, this saves this saves me from having to be considered absolutely crazy and being taken away in a straitjacket. So, Fair enough. Just just saying. So, okay. Thirty three years ago. Thirty three years ago, I'm on a set. Um, I used to do this thing when uh when when I would uh I would be on the set like uh early in the morning and we were doing a film called Mr. Christmas Dinner and um and so I was doing effects and and the thing is is it's 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 always this thing where you get your most work done when nobody is around and so i had this tendency to like be on to be on the set at like four in the morning three in the morning i'd either so, come in early so you're like uh, a superhero that's only can only use a superpower when nobody's watching right that's, 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 that's could you could you could you close your eyes could you could you turn away could you put a cloth over your head could you comb your beard across your eyes or something right exactly that was me right okay so, fair enough. so so I would take breaks at these times, at these weird times. I would I would take take breaks from what I was doing, and I would play a saxophone on on the set. And I had an old Busher four hundred, which is that old forties, uh, that old forties fifties heavy heavy sax sound, not the bright you know rock and roll sax, but the heavy. <laughs> You've heard that before, right? Anyway, yeah. so <laughs> I had one of those saxes. And I would play, and I'm playing it on the stage at like 4:30 in the morning. Just you know, just just before I'd finished my work, I was about ready to go home. And uh, and one of the catering assistants, a guy that was just working catering, comes over to me, and he's he was maybe 10 years older than I was, this uh, black guy, th- uh, thin. 10 years older and we get to talking and I was playing this song called ain't misbehaving on the stage. Okay. Ain't misbehaving okay. Anyway, that song. So I'm, I'm, I'm blasting that out across the stage. And the thing that's great is that empty stages just have this great sound to them. Right. You know, it's just like all echo all the time. And um, so I play the sax and, and he walks, he walks over and I'm, I'm talking to him and he goes, yeah, you know, I played sax. He's, he goes, uh, you mind if I try? And, 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 you know, and, and we traded spit right there and he, uh, he took the sax and he, uh, he started to play and he was only about thousand times better than I was. Right. You know, it was like embarrassing that he had to hand it back to me <laughs> because it really is a great horn. Right. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, here was a great player with this great horn. And together, you know, they were making beautiful music. And it was like just watching somebody screw your wife right there in front of you. So anyway, so he hands it back to me. And we, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what an analogy, Mick. <laughs> Holy shit. That came out of nowhere. Sorry about that. <laughs> I apologize to everybody involved. Oh, well, on that note. Keep going, Mick. Keep going. Let me keep going. <laughs> so, so he hands the sax back, 
and we got to talking and and he had like a a, a selmer mark six which is like at that time was maybe a two thousand dollar horn which nowadays would have sold for about thirty thousand that had just been stolen out of his car well uh or out of his apartment because he didn't even have a he he, he wasn't you know doing really well financially and and so he said, yeah, I had these gigs that I was going to play, but, you know, I'm not going to be able to make it to that. And we parted ways, but before he left, <laughs> I managed to uh, get the horn to him. And I think I actually handed it to somebody else and said, look, you know what? Give this to him and and, and he can he can use that horn for as long as he wants. In the right? animation, you come down as fat Jesus and you have a horn. Exactly. And, then you come and you just give it to him. You yeah. know, as a- <laughs> <laughs> right exactly so so I, I give him the horn and i swear about 10 years later uh he gets a hold of me and uh and he says yeah i want to get back to you but i i'm heading back out of town and and that was all i heard right and uh i didn't think about it and i really didn't really think about it again until uh about two weeks ago two weeks ago i get a message uh i get a me- a uh uh you know uh facebook message that says are you the mixtron that was working uh on a stage uh on a film called mr christmas dinner back in the 80s at some point and uh and if it is i've got something of yours and and I just wrote back and I said it. And by this time, I had forgotten. I had forgot. I hadn't completely forgotten the horn. I thought about it every once in a while, but I had completely forgotten him. You know what his name was and stuff. And and uh, his his name, of course. I and I kept saying to myself, I know his name is is something. It's the same as somebody that's pretty close to me, and his name was Reggie, which is the name of my uh, deceased brother. <laughs> so you know, I should have like remembered that when I get this message from a guy, Reggie, that says, "You know, is is are are you the guy?" And and I just wrote back before he could, you know, write the second message. I wrote back and said, "Do you have a tenor sax of mine?" <laughs> And he goes, he writes back, he goes, yeah. And it's, so this is the guy. Now, the thing is, is I've had him write me now since the history of him and the sax since, because he, I, you have to figure in your mind this, the, the, the image that this evokes is that he was a Pullman on a train that rode between Seattle and Chicago for 15 years. Oh boy. And he had that horn. And he says, I used to go in. I used to take that horn and play in the clubs down there over the weekends and whenever I had a couple of days off. And he gave me a great list of like all the people that he'd played with and everything. And so uh, just before we went on the air here, just I just pulled the package off of my front porch that is the horn. Ah, and laid it on the sofa just so it's down there waiting for me. It's you, you, you know how everybody has those opening ceremonies on on Facebook. It seems to be a thing, you know, mm-hmm. when, when somebody sends them a claw. Are you going to do that? I doubt it. I mean, I, I I don't know if I want anybody there with a camera going over it because you know 
because I don't care that much about it, but I do have that opening. <laughs> I get to go down and open it. <laughs> that. I haven't seen the song. I haven't seen the sax in 33 years. So, uh, and, and he and I have become friends since and, and have, you know, talked back and forth and, and, you know, uh, it, it's, it's just kind of a interesting thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so we'll, 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 we're going to take that story. Hey, Drew. How are you? Hi, Drew. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Uh, you got a story to beat oh, that? Mike's obviously horny, but. It's all okay. So I, I've, so I, but I've got the tenor, you know. Yes. So the tenor is is not the really big one, but it's not the really small one either. Yeah. Just right. That that's right. That that that's right. That that not gonna. Okay. So how you been, Drew? Ah, not too bad. Uh. Drew's actually never been on Rabbit Hole. You've never been on Rabbit Hole? No. Not that really? Well, that's a hell of an experience. It, he's it? published his fair share of Rabbit Holes in his day. Yes, you have. You- <laughs> hey, what I do on a Saturday is my own business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, you, you had a really great, um, you had a really great, uh, what would you call it? Uh, radio show? Uh well, I had a radio show, yeah. I wouldn't call it great, but I had a, a, a fairly decent online radio station for a while. I think we yeah. were 18 months, something like that, run we had. Yeah, well, that's great. I wanted to thank you for uh, introducing us to like um, probably seven, eight, seven or eight people in the Glasgow, Glasgow area. Yeah. So, so now anytime... <laughs> So so now anytime I go to Glasgow, I can I can be ignored by people that know me. I'm sure it's helped us chart uh in Europe. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. been a couple of people have said that um their shows definitely saw a bump over this side mm-hmm. once they were on the station for a while. Yeah, yeah. A couple, a couple had the opposite reaction. <laughs> you know <laughs> which is yeah. always good i suppose you know that's that's, that's a service that, in and of itself i that, guess yeah. that's not the messenger that's the message <laughs> so uh i was gonna point out that uh there was a um a guy that got a hold of me that had not got that i had not heard of since i worked also you know in, in town uh, on Freddy's Nightmares, uh, his name was Roger Anixon, uh, and he wound up his show wound up, uh, or he wound up on your music, uh, on the music part, of, on the music part of your show, and and he goes and, and I noticed he said and I noticed that you were there, and, and he said the funny thing about it is he says I I wouldn't have known about that radio show if it wasn't for having seen your name on one of your podcasts and me getting a hold of him. <laughs> I was like, well, there you go. You know, it's, it's, it's an, it's an, it's an interconnected world, you know? Very much so. Yeah. There's definitely, yeah, there's people that have had their music played on the station. They're now part of the soundtrack to a couple of the different audio dramas I've done. Off yeah. The back of it. So yeah, it's very intertwined. So, so, I I recorded 
for you uh, in, mm-hmm. in a uh, in a uh, audio drama that's that's going to be released pretty soon. You, it's like February, right? Yep, February. Uh, Orchid Grove Asylum, which is pretty much a sequel to a show I did called Orchid Grove, which obviously that's hence Orchid Grove's in both titles. Gotcha. I'm not smart enough to come up with anything else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the original show has been on about 54, 55, something like that, radio stations worldwide. It's had, I think the last time I checked, something like 6 million listens. Really? So, yeah. So that was so I'm the hoping for big things for this one. That was the first one, right? Yeah. So now when you say radio shows, uh, I, I get confused sometimes because a lot of people now are, that talk about radio show are actually talking about podcasts, but you're talking about radio shows, right? Yeah, we, were, we were on different stations all over the place, yeah. Oh, wow. So, so Strangely, so my- we were on two different stations in um, Israel. That's really cool. Which so, is weird because how do they understand any of the accents for a start? That was a character in it. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. But but my voice is in there, and 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 they they shouldn't understand that for sure because nobody yeah. nobody understands me. That you know this is the problem is nobody understands me. But um, that, so so I got to tell you, TJ, I die in in this. <laughs> I, I got to die on radio. Ooh. <laughs> oh, yes. I I hate to say uh, I hate to say how many times I've died um on review pages for movies before. <laughs> but this is the first time I'm going to die on radio. Uh I've seen you snort coke off of a uh, bar once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that didn't kill me. <laughs> The COVID that you got like a week later didn't either. Yeah, no, well, almost. <laughs> you know, that 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 was very funny. That particular scene, everybody was uh, going, "Well, you know, what kind of uh, what do we need to bring?" As I don't think you need to bring anything. I'll I'll, I'll fake it like an actor. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh. Yeah, the the show's got uh, an interesting cast. There's people that are IMDb credited. There's you know people that are podcasters. There's me. I, I literally do. Dave. Yes, Dave. Yeah, Dave's really good in the show. I think I do something like seventeen voices on it, which is a a lot because I can only do this voice. So it's like there are 17 people that sound just like you in the show. <laughs> we have conversations just like in my head. Right. <laughs> oh boy. So uh so uh, I'm glad that uh I'm glad it's all coming together. So you can be all you're gonna, really well. So you do sound effects and everything for it and put it all together and yeah, yeah. Do all the the foley and all that. Yeah. Now, now, your day job is you actually did work for the BBC, right? Uh, I'll kind of well, in a roundabout way, almost. I at the moment I had a script. Well, Orchid Grove went through almost to production at the BBC, and then they had a little bit of 
a change in their drama department. So about 12 years maybe ago, that was almost a, a mini series at the BBC. Oh, which okay. Would have been fun, but it would probably have had like, you know, people from crappy shows like EastEnders or something in it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I had class people like Mick, obviously. So, it, it, well, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Classing yeah. it up now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it wait, might, wait. might be a lot less swearing in it as well, which yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, just the fact that, that you're stuff. just just the fact that you reached out showed a certain amount of desperation. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> wait, wait. So, so you played seventeen characters, and then you called me. <laughs> I just didn't have that eighteenth voice. <laughs> that eighteenth voice—it just wasn't in you, right? It wasn't in me. No. <laughs> was was that character supposed to be an American? <laughs> uh, I, I think at one point. Because this we've had a two-year gap between season one and season two, so that character would have been cast at one point. I, f- um, uh, I can't remember who it was, but it was someone who'd been on TV. Oh, uh, so it's, it's so that was a recurring. Uh, that w- oh, good. So I got to kill off a recurring cast member. Yeah. Oh well, that's joy. That's <laughs> joy. Well, that worked. Well, worked. That worked out for one of us, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he, he kind of got, I guess you would call it, cancelled for his behaviour towards women, so he couldn't be on the show. Ah, anymore. I that see. Seems, that seems to be the number one way for guys to get out of business, out of the business quick these days. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. Yeah, they're, mm, boy, there you, you go. Uh, you uh, deactivate your Twitter profile and you become asexual. There, that, fix yeah. it. <laughs> is that what it is? Yep. <laughs> Wonder if that'll work for Trump. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's it doesn't right. matter how uh, how far south he goes. He's he can't he can't run. What uh, yeah. <laughs> what is Trump is going back now, and all of his neighbors, you can tell that they they hate him because they already have a petition up for him as he gets there. That uh, you can't be here. We, you yeah, know what? You know what? We're Florida. <laughs> we don't want you. <laughs> that's yeah, he, he pretty was supposed, bad. He was supposed to be coming over here to play golf. Um, for the inauguration, but the Scottish First Minister said he couldn't. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, Pompeo was supposed to. Uh, the thing is, Pompeo, Pompeo didn't want to be in in town for uh, the end of uh, for the last uh, two or three weeks, right? And so he mm-hmm. planned this this huge worldwide uh, trip, and everybody turned him down. <laughs> Lichtenstein, literally, Lichtenstein said, no, the rooms, we don't have a room. You look, we'd love to have you. We'd love to have you, but we're all booked up, you know? Yeah, he would have doubled the population if he'd went there. Yes, it's probably. It's like one guy and a dog, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, So what else are you working on in your life now? At the moment, uh, not much. I'm just doing this audio drama. Then, the not not that it will be spoilers to anyone who knows me well, but there'll be Orchid Grove's finale. Will come after it, and then I'll be moving on to my next series. Um, and I'm still doing some script stuff on the side. I started a kind of consultancy thing that I'm trying to build up to help people with their scripts to try and get them to the next level. Ah, cool. Um, yeah, so. I've been. I've had 
one client so far. What? <laughs> yes. Yes. I, well, I, I volunteer to help people with their scripts. You know, if the next level is that they want to just throw them away. Well, yeah, the, the, there is the sometimes people ask you to look at stuff and the only helpful advice you can give them is to save it for toilet paper. Yes. <laughs> there seems to be a, a lack of Yakuza and chimpanzees in your script. Uh, <laughs> move on. Move on. <laughs> I got to page 57 and you've not dropped the C-bomb one shit. <laughs> I, I was, I was working on a film called, uh, what the hell was it called? Uh, Ring of the Musketeers. Right. Ooh. And, 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 the way that I got that job, I, I got that job because like everybody had, there had been a purge halfway through the show. <laughs> this is with David Hasselhoff. This is David Hasselhoff. So halfway through that show, we started to work on another show that was called uh, Grey Knights. And it was a Civil War zombie film. What the fuck? Another one. You know, yeah, I, I forgot I, I, to I, mention Cheech Marin. In the, oh, uh, Cheech, Cheech Marin! <laughs> Cheech Marin was—he was really cool. I, I love Cheech Marin. I mean, I, I love hanging out with him. I've been That's with him in past. I, I, Hasselhoff and Cheech. Oh yeah, and Cheech Marin. <laughs> Cheech Marin is really a cool guy. So the next film that we were supposed to yeah. do, because all of a sudden I became part of the family, right? And mm-hmm. so we go and we sit in this meeting, right? And this this is this is a this is a world uh, a uh, civil war zombie film. Um. But not that. No, not that Civil War zombie film. This is the other Civil War zombie film. Yeah, you so, got to specify. Yeah, you got to specify. So I, we're, in the, we're in the middle of like just a really pre- preliminary meeting. And this uh, producer, his name was Brad Cravoy. Uh, he, he comes in late. <laughs> he's one of those guys that, Yeah, uh, he comes in late and, and, and he was uh, kind of known to be kind of like a huge prick and and so so he he just he comes in late he sits for like 30 seconds and then in the middle of everything he just stands up and he says i'll tell you here's the problem with this script i'm going to tell you the problem with the script and and i don't know how you guys are going to fix it but i I really want it fixed there's just not enough tits in this script and then he packed up his bag and he (laughs) split (laughs) and literally everybody's like what (laughs) What was that all about? He was the, see, he was the executive producer, so you know you were you couldn't just yeah. immediately laugh, mm-hmm. you know, because it's funny enough that we have zombies. Can, can we talk about the cast of this fucking? <laughs> oh, film it's amazing! Oh Absolutely. my god, it was, Ghost Brigade. and it is Martin it, Sheen, it, Billy Bob Thornton, David Arquette, Alexis Arquette, Matt LeBlanc, Josh Evans, all of your mirrorheads. Like, what is this? Right. What is this film? <laughs> it is a terrible film, too. It's just terrible. <laughs> I mean, who was it? Armand Asante? Uh, Directed by George Hickenlooper. Produced by Steven Stabler and Brad Cravoy. Written by Matt Greenberg. Yes, yes. And by the way, if, if Cravoy had really wanted tits in this thing, he wrote it. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's. Uh, I you say Martin Sheen was in this. Yes. 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 What, was he in to pay for like Charlie's rehab or something? 93. <laughs> it couldn't have paid much, I tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if you really want to see a real low down stinker of a film, you know, uh, I, I I do remember that um, uh, 
that I got a review in the LA Times on this film that I had uh, created a, 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 a masterpiece out of whole cloth, which I had no idea what that meant, but I've always remembered those words. I created a masterpiece out of whole cloth. Hey, we got a question. Who's Michael Vasquez? Michael Vasquez? Yep. Who are you asking? Me? You, Mick. I have no idea. So, one of our listeners was watching Texas Chainsaw 3 right. and noticed that you were not credited and a Michael Vasquez on this version was credited. <laughs> well, he, wa he wanted to know if one of your pseudonyms was Michael Vasquez. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be that would be a no. And okay, so you want to explain how that happened? I I can't explain. You know, the, the, three years of production that that could explain it. I, I have to tell you something mm -hmm. though. You, you know, is we look at IMDb as being the uh, the Wikipedia of. Uh, yeah, the Wikipedia, but it does have something uh, in common with Wikipedia. It is edited by idiots. Yes. Uh, uh, because, you see, the thing is, is especially stuff that was in the 90s and the 80s. So what did you do on Texas Chainsaw 3? What was your role? Oh, I was the production designer. I okay, that's what you listed on IMDb. I'm just interested to know why the fuck the movie says Michael Vasquez. Yeah, but on the posters... I know that on the posters for the movie it says uh, Mixtron. Really? Yeah. This is interesting. Yeah. Well, but I got wait. I'm on the front credits of, the, uh, of it. As a matter of fact, I mean, I, I don't. There could be a, a a misspelled or you know version uh, on the further the credits at uh -huh. the end of the film because it was a uh, different like a European release. Yeah, now it might have literally be be somebody that that retimed the film or something like uh -huh. that, and and they got a credit. Never can tell. Interesting. On yeah. the IMDb, it's just someone's put himself in. See, a, a it, you know what I'm not used to is I'm not used to the fact that IMDb. I mean, you, you know, our credits back in the '80s were hardly any, they were hardly accurate. I mean, oh mm -hmm. my god, it was it it was a lot of times it was kind of a political game anyway. Uh, and, 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 and literally you could get, I, I did, uh, I'll give you an example of this. I get, I, I did the, um, the art direction, the West coast art direction for, uh, Sid and Nancy. Mm -hmm. Uh, I built the Chelsea, the interior of the Chelsea hotel and all the rest of that. But, um, and the thing is the production designers started in England Mm -hmm. and, and they were friends of mine then they filmed in new york and then so by the time they got to uh la it had to be done right and that was me i mean i was the one that put all that together that chelsea hotel was actually filmed uh on a stage in in la but uh <laughs> as there, there was all kinds of complications at the very end of the film because like for one thing uh, uh the director uh held the uh, negative he, he went and he stole the sound uh because he didn't like the way that one of the shots was in the end and there was this huge negotiation and everything I had to sit open on the stage for a couple of days mm -hmm. and because of that most everybody had gone back to britain when they finally got it all figured out right mm -hmm. and uh and i 
the sets was all set was already gone. And there's just there was a guy, literally, I left a guy, like a member of, of like a crew that I brought on at the very end, and he's uh he swept up the stage, right? And he and and somebody came in and, and, and asked him who was in the art department, and he said every name that he could think of. Mm-hmm. And they wrote him down as the construction coordinator. They didn't even bring me up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and that and that was the whole the whole show. And, and that's the way it is in IMDB. I'm not even credited on the film. You yeah. know, so it, which is really funny because and, and the thing is, is I you know, it's not like we would even know that all that much back then, you know, because all you did then was you packed up and you went on to the next show. You know, mm-hmm. your chances of even having seen, I, I mean, I saw it at the cast and crew, but I wasn't exactly looking for my name and I had places to go and I, I probably didn't even stay all the way for the credits at the end. Yeah. So you are on the, uh, on the back of the box. Uh, whenever you look at the, the releases. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm interested if it, if it differs for releases for like the, the cut, the uncut, and depending there's on all, the region, there's, there's all kinds of, yeah, they, they redesign the boxes for every region, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's interesting. You never tell. There's sometimes with the cast, there'll be an actor that's maybe not A-list in America, but it's A-list in Europe. Their name goes first on the poster. Oh, well, uh-huh. it's funny that you should bring that up because if you talk about uh, the negotiations for the posters, those mm-hmm. are really interesting. If you ever, have you ever noticed this? Sometime, Notice the names above the photographs uh, in a poster. You know, I mean, one of the standard one of the standard poster mm-hmm. setups is like three, you know, four guys standing in a row looking straight ahead. Right. That's one negotiation. Mm-hmm. Now the names above their heads. That's another negotiation. And they aren't, they are not off. In fact, often they are not the same and one will be played off of the other. Well, I can get the photo. I could be all the way to the right on the photo, but I'm going to get the last name. And so you find that all the time is you find that the the names are out of sync with the faces underneath it. And now that you know that, now that you know that you're going to be looking and going, oh shit, he's right. (laughs) Yeah. The, I've had, a couple of scripts optioned and they've made it to screen with like small independent companies. My name's not on them. It's my yeah. script. It's the, the, the fucking guy that optioned it. Whose name's on it. Oh yeah. And, See that? Didn't do any writing on it whatsoever. Literally, literally the guy that said the blurb that, that said, Oh, you know, it's, it, it's a, a vampire that's got his penis cut in half. Yeah. Right. And that's all he will have contributed to it. <laughs> we could sell that movie to Netflix right now. It's what? We could sell that movie to Netflix right now. Yes, we could. Well, <laughs> it's funny you should say that. There, was, there used, to, there used to be a um, uh, a uh, uh, magazine, an actual magazine in the eighties called Benny is Dead. That Ben E is dead, right? Yeah. This this magazine, Benny's Dead, <laughs> was into uh, um, mutilation, and and y- y- you know there would be uh, and the thing is is they would have like really weird political 
articles, and then they would have four or five pictures of like some kind of bizarre mutilation thing, like uh, like people hanging from the middle of a warehouse uh, just by two fish hooks in their tits, right? Yeah. Um, just really strange stuff like that, and or at, <laughs> and that image of a penis cut in all the way in half, all the way down the shaft, right? Ooh, it was from that book, right? You know, people, that's that's a fetish, right? Uh, I I have, as far as I, I have seen, never seen a copy, a picture of a copy of Benny's Dead online, but I've heard, I've seen the name before. The magazine was pretty fucking amazing. <laughs> pretty fun. Yeah, you, you, you know, they, it, it would have like somebody's, uh, like, poetry from bukowski yeah you know in it and then and then a few pages like for for some reason there was this whole thing about poets uh uh the the beat the last of the beat era poets and and uh and bizarre styles of porn smashed together right sort of sort of like this podcast yeah that's that's probably a a fair description yeah (laughs) (laughs) what do you think tj yeah, I think it's a it's a nice perfect blend of poetry and porn. Po- po- poetry and porn. There we go. <laughs> well, your last two episodes you've had a couple of tits on, you've had me and Dave, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. It's true. <laughs> but 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 no, don't worry. We're gonna have some good episodes pretty soon. Yeah, we have just oh, oh yeah. I like that. Oh, I've heard that before. <laughs> We're trying to get a Cronenberg cinematographer on for an interview, but he's oh. on set right now. Mark Irwin. Oh, yeah. Mark Irwin. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hey, listen, by the way, if you have anybody, uh, you know, really uh, interesting that you could throw our way as a guest, we're, we're going through a, a, a period here of just readjustment mm-hmm. and, uh, 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 I, I I'm too happy these days to actually look at a guest because uh, Trump is gone. I can't even keep my attentions. I, you know, I, I gotta tell you the last two, three days I have been so overjoyed. You have no idea what it was like to, to be the, the day of his inauguration. You know, it was just like, uh, it's just like America took a deep breath. <sighs> yeah it was actually it's it's been a it's a mate oh it's going to sound horrible but it's been a relief since he's out of office to look at the fucking news on your phone or something <laughs> it has i mean i'm, I'm not every headline I, he was in i i'm not getting and i don't mean to get political and you can see how how uh tj is getting you know like Zoning out. Zoning out. Okay, but uh, but I'll tell you something, Mister Zoning out. I'm see. I'm trying to point. You keep you. going, buddy. You keep going. Oh, uh, stop it! No, no, no. I, I have you noticed that the the news has calmed down. That all of a sudden you're not getting anywhere near as many articles about you know uh, 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 angry a- angry articles. It's just everything has gone. Ah, and so. Anyway, all I'm saying is, is I am relaxing now, and I would love a good recommendation so that I don't have to go back to work. Yeah, uh, I know quite a few folks. I'll definitely reach out to them and yeah. get you hooked up. 
Okay, so I I think we're actually about the end of uh he usually he sends me this uh, the message send me the message oh hey Drew mix on talking so uh his mates have kicked in usually he sends me a message that says you got you got two minutes or I'll explode yeah but I'm but so, Drew's kind of different yeah just Drew. See, I, I love Drew though. I, I, yeah, I mean, exactly. I, really, I really do. I, I, I love you. I, I love being uh, part of your or- Orchid Grove uh, family, and, uh, and and I and and I have to thank you. And I'm, I, I know you know that I mean this. Is I just love that uh, that you were supporting us as strongly as you were uh, for for as long as you did to the very end. I I kept thinking. Kept thinking to myself, you know, at some point Drew is going to realize that we're just this, uh, we're just a couple of guys talking to each other through the living rooms, right? He's yeah. he's going to know percent in the show as well. That was what <laughs> made <them> good. <laughs> <laughs> there was no bullshit. So yeah, I, that, that's definitely what listeners caught on to. Yeah, I, I I just wanted to say that I I just I, I appreciated everything that you did uh, for us when we were starting out and and um, and I and I want you to come uh, to come up with something new and amazing and a new you know uh, a, a new project. I, I want to hear about it, and I always always want to be a voice in one of your radio shows. That'd be great, yeah. And it was uh, it was always a privilege to have you guys on the air, so. Thank you very much. Yeah, it okay. was. Uh, it, it's one. Of, you're one of the few people we actually uh, associate with. Well, I associate with that actually does content. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of just stay to my own and operate within my bubble. I think we're big enough now at this point that I, I'm able to do that and kind of focus yeah. on ourselves. And I kind of find it a little bit easier on the mental health when you kind of create your own little community and operate within that, especially the way the last year, year and a half's been. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's it is what it is, but. Definitely having you around helps and uh, interacting with you is definitely a breath of fresh air. So thank you for coming on this week and until next time. Yes. So this was another episode of the rabbit hole podcast. Find us on projectlouder.net, your source for, p- for pop culture and so much more. Mixed on. <laughs> See you next Thanks week. Everybody. Bye. Bye.